Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. All right, welcome in. Sports tonight. We're back. It's NFL Talk. I'm here for a BSL NFL analyst, Sid Seraf. Sid, getting ready for week three. How are we doing? Doing great. Can't believe it. Three weeks in. We're going to be a month in pretty soon before you know it. Yep, season just flies by. Uh, it is Thursday night football as we're recording San Francisco just scored to go ahead of the uh, Giants there early uh, uh, mid-second quarter there. Uh, so, you know, talking about the Giants, they had a nice comeback Sunday versus Arizona. Uh, and as we said, they're starting this week three with the San Francisco, but they're doing so uh, without Saquon. Um, and weird things can happen on Thursday nights. It's been a competitive game so far, but – if New York loses tonight, they're one and two with their next three games being uh, Seattle at Miami and at Buffalo. So they were a nice story in 2022, but a month from now, are we going to have New York out of the playoff race? Yeah, but then think about that. It's not just that. It doesn't end there because they're at the Bills, but then after they've got the Commanders and then the Jets. The Jets can play yeah. the defense as much of a mess as their offense is right now and will continue to be unless something changes. But – uh, listen, they were a nice story last year. Uh, they kind of backdoored their way into the playoffs. They were like the Vikings. I mean, if you can survive and somehow get ways to win, even though you have a negative uh, point differential, I mean, you're going to eventually regress to the mean, and that's kind of what I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing with the Giants right now. I was actually really happy when they went down big against the uh, Cardinals. I thought, okay, good, we can finally bury this team right now, and then of course they claw back and getting back into the game, Daniel Jones comes alive and they win. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I think we're going to shut, be shutting the door on this team uh, sooner rather than later, especially now with Barkley hurt. Tennessee got to one and one with their overtime win over the chargers. Uh, Cleveland fell to one and one with their loss to Pittsburgh. The Browns of course also lost Nick Chubb. Uh, Titans traveled to Cleveland in week three. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tannehill and Watson and which of these teams do you like better entering week three? Uh, look, I like the Browns defensively right now. I mean, obviously what happened with Nick Chubb was devastating. That was terrible. Just looking at that leg injury. And of course they didn't need to show it five or six times, but they did. And, uh, but they are. They do have a little bit of depth at running back. Jerome Ford is is pretty good. Pierre Strong did some nice things, and then they just added Kareem Hunt. So I don't really feel all that bad about them. Their problem is right now is Deshaun Watson and their offensive line, which was their strength, has not been great over the first couple of weeks. So I mean, but again, it's a long year. They can they can sort of wrap that one up, and then meanwhile with Tennessee, uh, their week one loss isn't looking as bad as it did after that game because he threw three picks against the saints and then you know i have a feeling the saints defense are going to make a lot of quarterbacks look not great as the season goes along and but he didn't turn the ball over last year and they got the big overtime win against the chargers so i was kind of down on them after week one and you know of course being an overreactionary sid that i am uh 
you know, I wanted to uh, bury Tannehill, but I don't think that was necessarily fair. But I, I think I do like Cleveland in this game just because they're they're better defensively, and I think they can probably make a few more plays there and maybe force Tannehill to, into some mistakes. But man, what a bummer that would have been! Like having seeing Derrick Henry versus Nick Chubb would have been really really cool. But we're just not going to get that anymore. That's football for you. Yeah, going back to your statement on Watson, you know, seeing him versus Pittsburgh. Uh, didn't look right. Uh, I mean, and getting past all of the off-field stuff, I mean, it, it was understandable that he wasn't completely right uh, when he got back into action last year after the layoff, but a full off-season uh, uh, to work uh, and still not what we saw uh, prior to the uh, th- that layoff. It's, uh, if I'm Cleveland, I'm getting a little – bit scared of all the guaranteed money that that you got there and they're saying all the right things right now i mean the front office doesn't seem to be panicking kevin stefanski is still like uh, you know he's really trying to uh you know back up his guy and listen uh we'll see what happens if he has another couple of stinkers like this uh you know we're gonna if they don't feel if they're not starting to get a little antsy then i'll wonder whether or not they're actually paying attention but for right now it's Hopefully he can he can pull it together, and it, it has been eight games, but we'll see. You mentioned uh, Tennessee. They lost in week one to the Saints. Uh, New Orleans is 2-0. and They're traveling to Green Bay to face the 1-1 one one Packers. Green Bay coming off a loss to the Falcons in Atlanta, a game they should have won. Uh, who wins here and why? I'm going to go with the Packers, even though they're only favored by two at home, which is basically almost an insult pickup. Pick them for a home team. It's saying, because even at the very least, you'll be favored by a field goal. But now they're saying, well, you're only favored by two. Look, uh, every single week for me is going to be another Jordan Love referendum. I think I mentioned that in my story. It was just kind of, I'm going to be saying that every week. I'm going to need to see it now. And I'm just going to keep saying that until we get to the playoffs and then they lose. And I'm going to be like, see, I told you, Jordan Love's not that not that good. You know, it's just, I'm such a hack. But it's a, the thing that's kind of cool is that, Look, through two games, he has been very good. He's had six touchdowns, no interceptions. That's that's pretty solid. His QB rating is one one eighteen point seven. But I think what's a big thing for them is Aaron John, Aaron Jones returned to practice. He missed last week's game. Christian Watson, we still don't really know, but we'll see what happens. And mean, I, I like them at home because I'm a little concerned about the Saints' offense. Us defensively, there's no complaints. I mean, they could be getting more sacked. But That'll come as the season goes along. But it's but the weird thing about the Saints offense is that it's not like they're not moving the ball because they are. You know, they're eighth in the league in passing offense. They're 10th in total offense, but they're 25th in scoring average. That means they're just not punching it in. That's not going to get it done. So I'm not exactly sure what they need to do differently. I'm not going to sit here and say that Derek Carr has been bad because uh, he hasn't been. He's been, you know, getting his yardage and stuff like that. But they need to actually have more tangible results from what they're doing, and they haven't yet. Right. Uh, Jordan Love has been good, but that uh, stumble at the line that uh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, really <laughs> cost him was whew, that was yeah. that was rough. Uh, but that happens though in football, you know. Sure, uh, the O two Chargers <laughs> they face the O and two Vikings in Minnesota. Both teams obviously desperate to avoid falling to O and three. Which roster do you like better? Who wins here? I mean, I, I technically I like the Chargers roster better, 
But I would have said that because I would have thought the defense are able to get stops when it counts, and they haven't been able to. And it's weird. Justin Herbert can be great for three and a half quarters, and then the, when they need him to do something late, it seems like he there's some mistake happens or he'll take a bad sack or he'll have balls tipped at the line of scrimmage. But And with the Vikings, I know I kind of – you know, low-key insulted them earlier by comparing them to the Giants. But I, if they don't, if they were able to not turn the ball over over those first two games, they could be two and zero right now. So, I think I like them in this game at home. Well, is uh, Staley getting on the plane? If the uh, Chargers, uh, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's going to get that Lane Kiffin treatment, but uh, yeah, he's. He's already had a – well, here's the thing. He had a kind of a funny – not me- see, this is the thing. One thing about the media, they use that term meltdown a little bit too much now because he kind of – but I will say he got a little testy after that uh, last uh, loss in uh, in the press scrum afterwards because somebody, of course, asked him was, you know, is the hangover from that 27 to nothing blown lead in the wild card round still lingering? And, of course, he was like, no, 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 this is a totally different year. And – everything like that. And everyone was like, Oh my God, look at that. Brandon Staley's melting down. I was like, he didn't melt down, but you know, it's going to start getting to him a little bit if they keep losing these close games. So I don't know, man, we'll see what happens, but I don't, it's not looking good for the chargers right now. The Owen two Pats, they go on the road to face the one and one jets. Uh, of course, this is the much anticipated Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson matchup. We've all been waiting for television. Uh, Coach Bill, is he going to fall to 0-3 at the hands of Wilson? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I uh, made fun of the Patriots for being boring uh, this week. But, listen, they had a couple of turnovers against the Dolphins that really cost them in the long run. Um, I think Bill Belichick uh, has made a career out of feasting on young quarterbacks, and I think he'll do the same thing again. I mean, we saw Wilson throw three picks against the Cowboys, and I think Belichick will have him seeing ghosts again. And uh, as long as the Patriots don't turn the ball over, uh, I think they win this game. And look, they're 0-2, but it's kind of bad 0-2, really, if you think about it. I mean, who'd they lose to? They lost the Eagles and the Dolphins. That's not bad. I mean, both of them yeah, and both, both competitive games, defense. Uh, uh, defense looks solid. Um you know, the offense has to be better than last year now that they actually have an offensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, Mac Jones is a lower third quarterback, but I, we talk about a lot of these quarterbacks, and I think we're on the same wavelength. There's a handful of quarterbacks that actually win games, and then there's a lot of guys that can be serviceable parts of uh, – and, and the team can win with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe Mac Jones can still be that. Wilson, uh, he just – he seems like a turnover waiting to happen. But you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the other thing is uh, maybe uh, the Jets will help him out this week and actually run the ball. Remember, they have two quality running backs and maybe, <laughs> maybe – they've, they've, done, they've done next to nothing. I mean, it's been <laughs> tough to watch. <laughs> I I think what it, uh what they had there today was like four carries uh for uh, uh Hall there <laughs> so that's not gonna do it. but again but like if you're an opponent you're just kind of going okay you I'm daring them to throw right yeah absolutely 
you're, you're daring that, but like if I'm the Jets, I'm I'm running jumbo sets. Yeah. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm putting it in. I'm telling you, look, I'm running. And I'm gonna run it forty times. Yeah. And uh, you know, stop me forty times. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna try and wear you down, and uh, and I'm gonna try and limit uh, Wilson to having. 15 to 20 passes mostly off of play action just but like the falcons in week one yeah right um i don't know yeah i agree with you there's i just can't imagine belichick losing that game no uh chicago they go to kansas city they're going to get run off the field by the chiefs uh lots of articles this week about the lack of progression from fields uh, the Bears, they look like maybe they're going to be ready to start over again. What, what are your thoughts on that whole scenario there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, nothing good ever comes when you complain, really, <laughs> especially publicly. It, it really just does not work out usually unless you're it's in the very, very rare case, like a Kobe Bryant who complained and demanded a trade from the Lakers. And suddenly that year they got Pau Gasol and then they went on another little mini run there and won a couple. And everybody forgets that. I remember. And everyone forgets that. Exactly. I'm not because I'm a Lakers fan (laughs) and I'm trying to be fair, even though I'm a total homer anyway. But uh, the thing about Justin Fields is, is this, I've seen a lot of people saying, why don't they call more design runs? Why don't they use his athleticism a little bit more? And that's great. And he did have over a thousand yards rushing last season, but you can't do that. It's not sustainable. Remember, he had over a thousand yards rushing last year, but he was also sacked a league high 55 times and he led the league in fumbles with 16. And then not only that, you're running him out there and doing design runs and then he's going to have a separated shoulder or a concussion and then he's no good to anybody, including himself. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's true. I mean, that's a very, it's a valid point, especially if you're thinking beyond the, the, the first contract. I guess you know my you know counter to that would be you have the rookie contract. He's not costing anything. If you're not seeing the progression in his ability, the uh, read defenses and the you know everyone's seen the one highlight uh, of Fields this past weekend where three open guys in the middle of the field and he's just completely uh, (laughs) completely frozen. Uh, Yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'm just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the development as a passer. I'm just not seeing it. It's like, if, if I can't have you drop back and actually like, if you're not going to have that, I got to take advantage of something you're doing at the end of the last season. He was at least, Hey, uh, it was one read and a run and it's probably not long-term sustainable and he probably would get hurt or sometime, but it's better than just dropping back and looking. The worst part about it is that this this team is just a mess. I mean, they've lost 12. It's, I don't want to sit here and put everything on Justin Fields because that's not fair either. They've lost 12 straight games. And in the process, the opponents have scored at least 25 points in each game. If you're and not moving, entered, if you're not, moving, the you're not getting stops. That's just – you know, that's blame has to go all the way around. And I believe they entered the off season with like the most cap money. And yep. I believe they spent a, a fair amount. And um, yeah, and they stockpile draft picks and that's great, but you want to see a yeah. little more progress. And, you know, we just haven't yet. Not enough at least. 
Uh, Pittsburgh, they're heading to Vegas. Steelers didn't look great versus Cleveland, but they got the win. Uh, what do you need to see from uh, Pittsburgh Sunday night? They need to be better against the run defensively. I mean, true, they got to two defensive touchdowns, and that was nice, but you can't back, you know, bank on that every single week. I mean, they're worst in the league against the run so far. I mean, they really need to tighten that up. That's that's pretty bad. And uh, offensively, I mean, let's just read. Let's go over a few of the stats here. Thirty-first in the league in total yards per game. Twenty-sixth in the league in points per game, and thirty-first in rushing yards. 18th in passing yards, which is okay, but I mean, but everything, the running game has to get off the ground. I mean, that it's basically dead on arrival. This is, I need to see a little bit more, uh, more fight in this team. And I'm not offensively at least, and I'm not seeing it. That's I, this, I want to see old school black and gold, not, uh, and that means you can't run on them and you can't, they're being able to be run on and they can't want to see some physicality, right? Physicality, man. And I'm not seeing it, you know? I mean, it's what you expect from uh, uh, the Steelers. And, um, yeah, uh, not there. Uh, I, you know, I, we talked about it after week one, losing to San Francisco, getting whipped there. That, you know, those shames. Frisco might be the best team in the league. Uh, versus Cleveland, they get the win. But, that, you know, it's kind of an ugly show. And we'll see where, where they are uh, week three. Uh Going across the country there, if they can get that win. So two games Monday night. You got Philly at Tampa Bay, and you got your Rams at Cincinnati. Uh, L.A. coming off a, a very nice, I thought, com- really competitive showing versus San Francisco. So which of those two games has the better upset potential? Well, listen, I was about all sit here and tell you that it was going to be the Rams having the most upset, up uh, the mo- the biggest upset potential here because. Check this out. Then I was looking at some numbers. Okay, the Dolphins are leading the NFL in yards per game. Do you know which team is second? The Rams. They're also third in passing yards per game. Now, granted, it's two games. I mean, so I don't want to, you know, make too much of it. But yeah. but then I'm looking again, and then it broke, came through the wire today. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't practice today, and he might not play on Monday night. That means that Jake Browning, uh, a man who has one career pass attempt in the NFL, would get the start. So would that be a huge upset if the Rams win that game, uh, even on the road? I don't. I don't, I don't uh, think so. Not not with uh, Browning, you know, starting, and you know, Burrow won't be a hundred percent if he does play. Um, I think if they're smart, they sit him. You know, like yeah, but I mean, this is an injury that uh, people say basically it's just going to linger all all year. Like <laughs> you know. You could sit them and, and not going to aggravate it further that week, but it might just be something that's uh, uh, there. So, you know, the thing for Cincinnati is not only are they 0-2, but they've lost two division games. If they lose a uh, third game out of the gate, uh, the Rams, that's uh, that does put them in trouble. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor tried to make it seem like they aren't, and they'll be like, oh, you know, you lose a game here, it's fine. We It's long season. We have plenty of time. I'm like, 0-3 oh, is 0-3, oh, man. Like, that, that's a hole. You know, that that's that's not good, especially in that division. And the Ravens, are, I mean – all credit to them, man. They they that was an that was a great win by them, and it, it was really really good to see. And I was very impressed with how they played. They could have packed that game in, and they didn't. They came out and they punched the Bengals in the mouth. That was cool. They they controlled that game. Jackson controlled that game. It was uh, it wasn't as close as the score, and 
Um, it was impressive. We'll give, you know, we'll acknowledge that Burrow wasn't 100%. Uh, yeah. They weren't able to take advantage of the secondary with two uh, uh, two starters out of the secondary. And, and exactly. that was <laughs> – that's what I mean. Like, and you know, the Ravens were on the road. It was that was an impressive game because they could have, they had every excuse if they had lost that game, and they didn't. They came out and they played like they were favored, and they played like they should have won, and that was it was impressive to see. So, to answer your original question, <clears throat> I'm going to say I think I like the Bucks better as an upset candidate. They still have some players on that roster. I think we sort of discount them because they have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. And everyone, and it's fashionable to hate on him, you know. Uh, we we said it in the in the preview. I think both both of us said it that they have some players, and Mayfield, if he is healthy, is good enough to make them competitive. I mean, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be shocking. I people, I I'm not a huge uh, Mayfield fan, but yeah, me neither. But people yeah. like. He had a really good year, and then um, I guess it was 21. He had uh, basically was broken down and injured the entire year mm-hmm. uh, uh, playing, uh, and playing through that, his numbers suffered. And then last year was, you know, kind of a mess. But if he's healthy, at least to start the year, I mean, he's he's got enough to be uh, make them competitive. Uh, not Not a – contender but but a week week to week not a pushover rollover opponent that they're not they're not an easy out they're not yeah. gonna yeah they're, they're not a bye week basically right yeah and exactly. i think they have a best chance of an upset here <clears throat> i mean the eagles have listen i'm not going to sit here and say they've played bad <clears throat> they played excellent last year they had some wonderful games and yeah they haven't looked great like they we would used to seeing them in the passing game but i don't know if you can count that last thursday uh game because they were had so much success running the ball it's like why would you stop just keep feeding it you know so they didn't really need to throw all that much and so i I could definitely see the eagles going to tampa and losing this game why not guess a wild card question for you saw uh trayvon diggs uh injured for the cowboys for a year um yeah, their defense should be uh, has been lights out, but obviously that's a huge uh, loss. Uh, so kind of we'll just kind of add this into the question. Biggest surprise or story for you for two weeks or anything else going on in the league you wanted to talk about? Well, besides the Trayvon Diggs thing, because that was random. That was You don't expect to see that happen in practice in a one-on-one drill. All of a sudden he rips up his knee, but thank God they traded for, or they got Stefan Gilmore on the off season. That's definitely going to help. And I don't know if it offsets it because they got him so they could have Trayvon Diggs and stuff. <laughs> on Gilmore, you know? yeah. But now at least they got somebody back. They'll be fine. Their defense is really, really strong. But anyway, getting back to the question, I mean, not to be a homer, but Puka Nakua. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that uh, makes the question is, uh, uh, can you just put anybody uh, there, system wide receiver, get 120 catches and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what production there? That is that's pretty wild. I mean, that was crazy because it was like, okay, week one he did great, and then all of a sudden he follows that up with what 15 catches in week two, and you're just kind of going. <laughs> and I'm sitting on my couch watching that game, going, what, what, what the, what's going on over here? 
I kept checking the score, and I'm like, this is uh, tighter than I anticipated. I, I, knew, I thought they were going to get blown out of that game, and the game was closer for longer than it should have been. And uh, I, I, it's I, I'm the type of psycho that I hate it when my the team I'm rooting for loses. But even at the end of that game, I was like, that wasn't terrible. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I mean credit to the Rams. They, they've come out and uh, been competitive, but that's uh, and that was know, a home game basically for them. You know, uh, that, I mean, that healthy was, Stafford, you know, <laughs> it, it, it gives them it gives them a chance on, on a week to week basis. So, yeah, uh, all right, we'll wrap up with this Monday story today. What's the NFL world talking about Monday uh, morning? Brandon Staley's blazing hot seat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they go 0-3, and, and God help him if it's a close loss because he is going to get filleted on Monday morning if that happens because it's just – it's bad. And I don't – and it's so unfair because coaches get so much credit when things – gets too much credit when things go well, but they get an oversized share of the blame when it goes wrong. And uh, But if they lose and it's another close game and they lose that again, and especially if they blow it late, that's going to be bad for him. Well, you can't fire all the players, so uh, coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know the Chargers, they're perceived to have good talent. You know, like yeah. everybody expected Kansas City to win the West, but if somebody else was going to, it was going to be uh, going to be the Chargers. And, I can count the, count on the Chargers for a ten win year. You know, get into right. the get into the playoffs and be uh, Herbert have a puncher's chance versus, you know, anybody in a one game, not probably, probably expect them to win multiple games. But you fall to 0-3, it just, it just shows how uh, late a season can get fairly early, right? I mean, it, these these weeks weeks really catch up on you really quick. That's, that's an excellent way of putting it. It's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, great stuff from Sid, as always. Check out his article at the site, baltimoresportsandlife.com. You can find – Sid on Twitter or X again, whatever we're calling it today at Real Sid Seraph, uh, doc, Well, I was going to say dot com, but Real Sid <laughs> Seraph. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, check us out. Enjoy uh, week three of the NFL. We'll see what happens here with uh, Giants and Niners. Niners now up two touchdowns late in the uh, first half. It's about going to plan there and. Uh, I'll catch up the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the action, and we'll be back next week to uh, go over uh, week three and preview week four. All right, take care. Thank you.